Crew Pros, your single source for high-quality, affordable home services. If you are remodeling, repairing, or replacing, Crew Pros are the professionals that can do the job no matter the size. If you are thinking of remodeling your kitchen or bath, needing a new HVAC system, plumbing repairs, flooring, or a complete roof replacement, call Crew Pros. Crew Pros, proud sponsor of the Grizz 901 podcast. And I'm thankful for this this guy who tweeted and said I don't have that fire in my eye no more. That game right there was for him. That's what I do. I fool people wrong each and every night, and that's for him right there. Hi, this is Tom Izzo at Michigan State, and you're listening to Grizz 901. What? up grizz nation and welcome back to another episode of grizz 901 i am your host daniel greer and we are presented by zagjaworski state farm where they treat you like family we're coming off a big dub let's bring in our guy nate what's up man victory show db island is very much alive dylan brooks island is very much alive tonight is it sir is it Yes. Hey, can I say something controversial just to start this show off? And we're going to probably tear it to the ground after this. But whenever you say controversial, you usually mean dumb. But go ahead. <laughs> All right. Touche. Touche. I will say that before that Dylan Brooks block and before the defense that he showed, I was ready to say, Where has Dylan Brooks gone? Where has he gone? Like, because. Literally, like, where has he been? Like, he's got eight points. Like, there's not much to say. Like, after the game, they put eight points, whatever he shot, whatever, and then one block. (coughs) And they did that on valleys because that's important. And you know what? Maybe that's his role now. And he's got to figure out, like, how do I contribute in that role? But I was getting ready, and I texted to a friend of mine. Um, He's a neighbor down the street. And we text usually after the game, so shout out Robert. But man, i i was ready to I was ready to tweet it out. I was ready to say it on the podcast. Where has Dylan Brooks gone? But my God, let me eat my words. There hey, he I'll is. Do it happily. There he is. Yeah, yeah, I mean, listen, he's going through a rough stretch offensively. There's there's no doubt about it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he's still like there was one three he put up. And I was like, oh, need it. And it didn't go in, and I was genuinely surprised when it didn't go in, right? And that's the thing about Dylan right now is he's taking shots you want him to take. But, listen, we'll get into that plenty during the the course of the show. But, uh, yeah, it it, it was rough, but he came through when it mattered. That's what you want in your guys. Yeah. All right, let's get into a little – we'll get into the game uh, here. And, honestly, the Grizz win 115 to 114. And we've been looking for that close game, right? There he is, Black Lives Matter. Welcome back, man. Dylan Brooks Island. We hear as he's saying in the comments. But man, I um I I was excited that this game was so close because it is a game that the Grizzlies absolutely needed just to show that, hey, no matter what, yeah, Donovan Mitchell wasn't there, but no matter what, they can win those close games because they've been beating everybody by a lot. And you know what? The streak lives 11 games in a row. You know what the other streak is? If we go up double digits, we still get that dub. 
Hey, you know what? When we went down by seven points, I was tempted to tweet out hammer nail coffin because I felt confident we were already up by 10. So we were going to come <laughs> back and win. Uh, but I figured that wasn't a good look. But um, man, shout out to the Cavaliers. They absolutely just played so well. Um, Darius Garland was, God, he was so lethal. 5 of 11 from deep. Isaac Okoro, 4 of 4 from deep. Every guy on their, every starter was no less than 14 points. And that was Jared Allen. And it, God, they look so Dude. good. And Donovan Mitchell on that, there's a reason why they're they're tops in the East. Oh, yeah, dude. They they played really well, and they're a really good team. And you still needed Isaac Okoro, who is a 31%, yeah. I think, three-point shooter, to go four for four right. from three tonight. Karis LeVert, who I've seen build houses basically every year since he yeah. had that really bad scare, right? Um, yeah. He's just not been the same, and he went four for seven. He's a 35% shooter. It took not career nights, but massive nights from two guys you don't normally get it out of to still be a one-point loss for them. Yep. And so I thought it was a really impressive win by the Grizz. I thought the Cavs, what they did that was really, really good is I was thinking about before the game, like, you know what the Grizz do this year is they don't get swayed by momentum. Yeah. Which I think is a sign of really, really good teams, right? Um, it's sort of if the momentum's going really well in their favor, they just ride it out. But if momentum goes poorly, they put a stop to it, get a stop, get back in the game. And I thought Cleveland did that really, really well tonight, right? Like the yeah. Grizzlies, when they extended that lead to 19 points, it was like a split second before Cleveland chipped away, chipped away, chipped away. Where I didn't even realize it was a 19 point lead because of how quickly they chipped it down. Yeah. And so that's a sign of really good teams, teams that can win things that matter. And so yeah. awesome win for the Grizz all around. And awesome that Cavs team, man. Garland is just freaky. I love that dude. Hated him tonight, but God, he's awesome. Yeah, it, it was crazy. And it's always a run, a game of runs with the Grizzlies. It's always going to be big runs both ways. And that's what you got to have. And uh, as Black Lives Matter said, Isaac Coral Hall of Fame night. That absolutely was. Like, it was his shot. Like he had a, had a great game. Let's get into the Grizzlies a little bit, and we'll we'll go in them. I have some things I want to talk about, um, and so I just want to kind of see where your thought process is, is see exactly what you think on the rest of the team, right? Other than the starters, other than the main guys, um, and, and honestly, hey guys, if you're hearing this, if you're if you're if you're watching live, please let us know. We're going to try out some new things. Um, obviously, we we have some music kind of going in the background. If it's too loud, tell us. If, it's, if you're on the podcast and it's too crazy loud this first time, I apologize. Um, not sure you can turn down the music. You can turn us all down. But uh, we're going to keep trying to keep keep trying different things. I think it's a lot of fun. We're going to uh, kind of just add a little spice to it, a little spice. Um, but tonight, Desmond Bain played amazing. He was obviously, after he goes out with two fouls early on, I'm nervous because if we don't yeah. have DB, it, it could be dangerous. Well, but and he low-key can get into foul trouble. That's It's yeah. not rare for him to end a game with four or five fouls. Yeah. No, I agree. And then uh, he comes back in throwing fireballs. Um, Santi Aldama, four, six from deep. Can we just have a moment of silence and just remember that video? I can't show videos. I got in trouble last time. All right. <laughs> Pull the curtain back. We got our warning from uh, the YouTube people. I don't know why, but we did. No explanation it given. It wasn't because of the video. Um, it was because of um, 
it doesn't matter. No one cares. Yes. Whatever. Who cares? No one cares. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> anyway, so I'm afraid to show certain things. Uh, I don't want to show any video clips because I don't want to get my uh, my first strike. But uh, behind the back from Ja, he catches it right. Arms stay up. Flick of the wrist. He did His... the Bojangles. It was the Bojangle shot. It was he was beautiful. the one that started him and Ingles. No, I um I loved it because someone finally finished a job yeah. pass highlight. Yeah. <laughs> we've we've had a few and I don't think we've had one this year get finished. So it was it was good to see that. But listen, that's a, another really encouraging thing about the team is somebody finally stepped up that was not one of the normal guys, right? Or I shouldn't say finally. Um that's actually the opposite of what I meant to say. They always have somebody step up. Somebody always steps up, and that's what's contributing to an 11-game win streak. You know, BC, who has been the guy that stepped up, still brought awesome energy tonight. I thought he played really well, even though he didn't shoot as efficiently from yeah. the floor. But that's a really tough matchup for him to go against Mobley. I mean, Mobley's length was clearly affecting him and what he normally likes to do. And so what happened? Aldama steps up. You know, Tyus was down. And so you had all the starters step up. I mean, it was – Listen, that's a tough game against that team that is super long, really takes away a lot of things that the Grizzlies like to do or can disrupt. Not takes away, disrupt a lot of things the Grizzlies like to do. And you needed every bit of Aldama, Bane, Ja, Stevo. I mean, you needed it all tonight. And yeah, they, they all came through. No, they did. And everybody everybody played well, well enough, right? There's nobody that mm -hmm. played bad, uh, but but let's go ahead and get into something I've been kind of looking and thinking about when we get to the playoffs and everybody's talking about playoffs and we're over halfway, right? The Grizzlies are playing well, they're tops in the, the West. So let's go ahead and get into a little bit of what's happening with the Grizzlies. I'm looking at this, this lineup that they're throwing out and a lot of people have been all over John Conchar's head. Okay. He played 13 minutes in a regular season game. Okay. You know what happens those 13 minutes in the playoffs? They go away. Okay, so let's just let's just do away with that. And if it does, he does play. It's eight minutes, right? It's six minutes. It's not much. He's gonna. It's gonna be less and less minutes, except for be his still, except for games that are early on in a series. Like that's just the truth. And honestly, will it be his? Probably not. I think it's gonna go to Roddy. But in that sense. Does those eight to 12 minutes matter? No. I want to look at the three guys that I think are going to contribute. And I say three because I'm not sure about the other ones. And let's talk about it real quick. If you had to give me three guys other than our, our five starters, because <laughs> eight, eight guys, important games. We're not talking about game one. We're not talking about game two. We're talking about games five, six, seven in a series. Really important games, must-win games. You're talking about an eight-guy lineup that you might go to. What three are you running off that bench? Tyus, Clark, Aldama. Wow. I can't believe we're on the same page. I cannot yep. believe it. I mean, the play's been speaking for itself lately, right? I mean, Zaire has his moments, but he's an emergency option at best right now. That's it. And Aldama's given you consistently good to great minutes all season. I think he had like a two or three rough game patch during this win streak. Other than that, he's been money. He's yeah. been money. You can't ask for more from him. Aldama's been amazing. I'm not going to yep. lie. Like, I was 
I liked Aldama. I think he, I thought he was okay. I thought the thought of him was was better <laughs> than the actual results of him, right? So everybody thinks of him being this guy, and you know, hey, shout out to people that might have seen it. I don't know if any of us have have seen this, but just to think that what this could be for years to come. Let's say we slide Steve-O back to the bench in three or four years. We have a lineup of Jaron and Santi. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. I love that. Um, and then you actually have really the hard hitter, the big Kiwi coming off the bench. Um, Dude, listen, shout give out, Steve-O. Give me that all day. Um, all right. So I want to talk about that, though. I don't want to move on from that yet because I, I think it's something we have to talk about with the Roddy Conchar stuff. You know, okay, we, let's talk. we said we said a long time ago that's going to be a conversation, or I said a long time it's going to be a conversation. Then we talked on it for a minute. I think that was the midnight show, so we were both a little delirious. <laughs> but um, that, listen, I I've understood. We've been on the same page all time about why they won't play Roddy over Conchar. Yeah. We've never disagreed on that. I think we're if you're sticking with your same thinking, we're about to disagree on whether or not it's time to shift that mindset and the reason being so you look at the numbers roddy is doing everything better as of late than conchar is out there supposedly supposed to be giving you whether it's three point percentage on the same volume rebounding whatever it is and then everything else he does better he just does conchar is there for rebounding and to knock down open shots he's not doing either right now yeah roddy is doing enough rebounding knocking down enough open shots, but then he gives you more variety. He can take guys off the dribble. He's able to hit some stuff in the mid range. He's able to use his body and work in the post a little bit. That that's the kind of stuff that, yeah, you don't want to be relying on Roddy when it comes playoff time. It's also the kind of thing that can give you a spark off the bench in the playoffs. Nothing else is working. And I don't see John Conchar doing that. I just don't. I don't see him. He is there to be able to do sort of the role player bare minimum, whereas Roddy can give you more. And at this point, every time he's out there, he's proven it, right? So it's, again, we've been on the same page about why they're not giving those minutes. It's hard to take Conchar out of the rotation. Much harder to do that than it is to take Roddy out of the rotation or even Z out of the rotation. But it's reaching a point where Roddy's play – I don't know how you keep him off the court, especially if Contrast got like, get minutes over him. I, I just don't know. I think it's time. I think it's time, personally. Before I answer and give you my take on that, were you surprised today? Because I, I was I was kind of surprised when I saw the, the Grizzlies PR tweet that came out and said, David Roddy transferred down to the hustle for today. And I'm like, hey, we have a game today. Were you surprised? second. For a half second, and then I remembered Conchar was going to be coming back, and I wasn't surprised because the Grizzlies' mode of operation is if a guy isn't playing, get him minutes with the hustle. That's just the way they go as long as somebody's a young player. And so I wasn't that surprised after like the initial, what the heck? And then I was like, oh, yeah, that's what they're going to do. And it was clear what they were doing, right? Conchar's back. He's in the rotation. Roddy's not going to get minutes. Keep him in a rhythm. I think I sent out a text. I was like, keeping Conchar's trade value up so that <laughs> and keeping Roddy in the groove at the same time. But um, nah, I wasn't super surprised. So I, now that I'm thinking about it, like we saw Kenny Chandler at the game. Wasn't he, he played today, didn't he? Didn't he play tonight? 
I guess somebody not. said he was at the game, but then he I was saw at the game. a tweet of him in a hustle jersey. I was very confused. I did not know what was going on. And I did not choose to try and figure it out. All right. Well, Jake Larabio, obviously, he went off tonight. Just if we're if we're covering the hustle, Jake Larabio had 27 by halftime. Okay. So maybe yep. okay, KC didn't play. Maybe that was last last night. I guess it was when um yeah, because he got, he got um, assigned and then he got recalled. That's what happened. Yeah. So the, okay, that's why he was on the bench tonight. Anyway. Um, all right, so to answer that, dude, we've been locked up this entire time, and it's not going to change. I 100% think it's time to go ahead and put Roddy on the depth chart ahead of Conchar and getting those minutes. And the reason I'll give you is if you're giving if, – if you're a guy like Conchar, he's the vet. He's not yet, but he's the vet that you go to during the middle of the season if you need to rely on somebody to give you 15, 20 minutes. He's fine. He's not going to win you the game. He's not going to lose you the game. He's the guy that you can go to and feel good about it. But if you're only going to get those short amount of minutes, what do you need? And you said it best. You need that burst. You need something different. In the playoffs, if you're only getting, let's say, two five-minute runs, maybe maybe eight minutes, maybe two four-minute runs, those four minutes can be electric if you have a guy like David Roddy who can somehow get to the basket, honestly move that big body and do some things. Conchar, he's just a little too, eh, he's too quiet. He's just too quiet. <laughs> to, to use you and Ryan's lingo, he's got some wiggle to him. He's got some wiggle. <laughs> he can move them hips, baby. He can move the hips. David Roddy, 21 tonight, uh, four boards. The the rebounding is the issue, obviously. I, I think personally, I think that's why he's not getting as much play is because he's not able to rebound as well. But that's uh, that's nitpicking. He can um, get he can get rebounds just as well as Conchar, and he's starting to be confident in being able to do it. Well, he probably he hadn't had a 30, 17 rebound game yet, but he probably played thirty re, probably played thirty minutes tonight, four boards. Conchar played thirteen with four boards in the NBA. Yeah, that, well, I'm just we'll saying, see. we just we'll got to get it. <laughs> we just got to get it to start rebounding a little bit better. Um, all right, so I do want to move on from that, but I, I think that we're on the same page. I think Zaire's kind of taking this, taking a little bit of the quiet step back. But in all honesty, there's so many directions that this team can go. I'm not too worried about it uh, yeah. because I do think that they're going to make some kind of a move at the trade deadline, and I don't want to talk about that too much because there's so many people talking about uh, trades and whatnot until something happens. Until there's a little bit of smoke, uh, I don't know how much we can get in depth. We can talk about a trade they should make. You want to do that? Yeah, let's talk about it. Get this OG Ananobi trade crap out of my face, dude. We, it's everywhere and every time, Dylan's included. And listen, if you're going to make the OG trade, Dylan has to be included. It doesn't does not work without him. I, for the life of me, don't understand why people are still on that train. It doesn't yeah. make any sense to me. And here, there's a lot of reasons to it. But You're here are the main ones. You're getting fired up. Well, like because it. it's it's insanity to me. Because the same people who are talking about it are talking about we can't extend Dylan because we can't afford him. What do you think is going to happen with OG Ananobi? You think you're right. going to get him for cheaper than Dylan Brooks? No. You know why? Because OG is the more talented player. You won't hear me saying he's not the more talented player. But every single one of their numbers, I went and looked at their per games, they're per 36, their advanced stats before this, every single one of them is comparable. 
One of them's a little bit better at this. One's a little bit better at that. You know what? Something, something Dylan's a little bit higher at for some people who are still hating. Chris, assist percentage, mm. assist percentage. Mm. But you know, OG. There, somebody say he's a little bit more reliable from three, per, uh, like two percent. I think on the dot, more reliable from three than Dylan. And you're gonna be able to get Dylan cheaper. And I've been watching OG lately. Like I've said it, I think here before, I just treated myself to league pass because things are going well. And I was <laughs> been watching the Raptors trying to pay attention. And I watch OG and the thing that he doesn't bring to the Raptors, and maybe it's just because it's the Raptors and it's not here. Listen, when things go well, I get a little braggadocious. I don't know what you want me to say. I can afford internet now. We have we have heating and air, so happy days. OG doesn't bring what you saw from Dylan at the end of the game, which is I'm going to just scream at you, your mother, the ref, the fans. You can get it. He can get it. You, 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 you get a car. You get a car. You getting it. You can get it. You can get it. Dylan brings that to the Grizz, and you need that. You need the guy who's a little bit insane. OG doesn't bring that, and everything else is about the same, and you're going to get Dylan for cheaper. You're going to get Dylan for cheaper, and you need that guy. That's why I'm on team pay Dylan, because you're going to need that guy. Every team needs that guy, and it, they're really, really hard to find. But think about the teams that have it. The Celtics have it. The Bucks have it. The Warriors have it. The Grizz have it. Those are four of the top teams in the NBA, four of the teams that you would say could win a title. Every single one of them has – Crazy eye Bobby Portis, <laughs> Draymond Green, <laughs> Dylan Brooks, right? They've all got somebody. You've got to have it. And at the end of the day, I don't know what you think OG Ananobi does better than Dylan that's worth paying him and sending assets to make it happen. Doesn't make any sense. So listen, DB, he's taking less shots. He was fourth tonight on the team in shots. He's doing everything you say you want him to do to fit on this team. Pay him. Pay him. And get out of here with the contract. You're like, oh, is it a contract year? Well, I mean, what do you want him to do? Do you want, I mean, is it like, oh, like, don't do that. Keep playing, like, jacking up crazy shots. He's not jacking up crazy shots. Be happy. He's awesome. He's awesome. He showed up when you need him. I'm done. Are you done? I think so. Something might pop in my head in a minute. So get going before I get going. So I got a question. How much is NBA League Pass these days? It was not expensive. Things aren't going that well. <laughs> I think it's fifty dollars for the half season. So things are going well. <laughs> Leave me alone. It was a treat. <laughs> I'm able to afford fifty extra dollars. Hey man, I'm a high roller. Wow. <laughs> um, all right. So if you're done, I'm going to go ahead and uh, shut it down on that one. Uh, just just the topic here, but I, I do I do think that this this form of Dylan, less shots, Dylan, is the is the Dylan we need. Um, I think it's going to take more time, though, honestly, to find to find his role because he is not comfortable right now. Okay, and, I, and that is not in the bad way. Agreed. He's not comfortable at all. He, he can't find a rhythm on shooting. His passing's been okay. His his rebounding's been better. His defense has always been you know top notch. It's, it's it's good because he's not allowing himself to get overworked. And to get caught into stupid fouls and foul trouble. He's staying out of foul trouble, which is important. But he can't find his offensive rhythm because he doesn't know how much I should shoot 
When should I take the shot? When should I pass it down? He doesn't know. But you know what? We have a lot of games left, a ton of games left for that. So I'm not worried about that too much, but I do think that um, that Dylan is looking to, to find that role. Mm-hmm. But the most important thing is when he goes into villain mode and he absolutely was all over Garland tonight on that last possession, and he wanted to travel, right, after the game? Yeah, he, he he had some words about a travel after the game. If you're reading his lips, but and one thing about that too, it it was not a night where it was easy to be all over somebody. The whistle no, wasn't. wasn't heavy, but it, you had no idea when that whistle was getting blown and when it wasn't tonight, right? I didn't think it was biased towards the Grizzlies, but it was. There were just calls that you thought would obviously be made that weren't, and there were yeah. calls you thought would never be made that were. And so defense was hard to play tonight, and he found a way when it mattered most. Yeah. He found a way. Yeah, one thing I will say though with the uh, the Trey stuff is something I brought up today that is poss- is possible. I don't know if it's going to work ever, but you could go get a guy who isn't happy in the role he's in. The team isn't happy with him, and I I don't know how many people have have talked about him, but Luke Kennard for the Clippers. He's a dead eyed <laughs> shooter. He is a very good shooter. He's getting paid way too much. But the Grizzlies could easily get him on his what I think it's sixteen million. I think it is. They can afford that this year, and you can always get off of him if you need to. Uh, but he's a guy that you could bring off the bench and kind of, kind of, I guess, run him a little bit with uh, the starters if need be. Uh, but he's a guy that you could actually bring in. Um, I'd say easy, but you would only have to send out Danny Green to make the trade work. That's it. Yeah, because they want the Clippers want to get off of him. You don't have to send probably any picks, but you might have to send a a second rounder. But I think he's a guy that is is much better than he's probably given credit for defensively. Uh, But he's also a uh, a shooter that can space the floor. I don't think you're getting Bojangles. I I think that the price on him is going up way too much. But I think for a a a big not a big swing, a mild swing. You get off of Danny Green and you get back a younger guy. I think he actually fits better. Uh, I'm not laughing at you or, or the idea. I'm laughing because I'm like someone listened to Vernon today, didn't they? I because uh, I, I listened to the same show and I listen. I had not even thought about Kennard. I didn't realize he had a calf issue going on right now. But he, yep. um, listen, he every time I feel like the Grizzlies play against him. Well, every time I guess most teams play against them. Kawhi, PG, or both aren't playing, so Kennard gets minutes. But when those guys yeah. are playing, you're right, he doesn't get a ton of minutes. And But every time they play, I'm like, why doesn't this guy get minutes? He's a knockdown shooter. He hits big shots, too. He hits yeah. shots that are at the end of a clock and a big-time moment in the game, so you can count on, him, count on him in the clutch. He plays better defense than he's given credit for. Um, I don't think it's the right move for the Grizz to make. I, I don't hate it like i said it's not like i'll be mad if luke canar on this team but i think they would be more interested in keeping danny green and making smaller moves that involve a couple of picks and then some end of bench guys because danny green is the veteran presence on this team i mean that's it pretty much begins and ends with him right and so you no, want that no, you want the no why steve-o steve-o yeah, but Danny's got like the championship pedigree. He's won multiple titles. He's a vet vet. Steve-O is a vet, but he's – Steve-O, I think, does help this team in a way as a veteran. 
he doesn't bring like the, okay, guys, chill out, bring it in. Here's where we're going. In my mind, I could yeah. be completely yeah. wrong on that, but that's what I think. And also, I think you can go just send a couple of end of bench guys, like a LaRavia, somebody young like that, and go get like a Gary Trent Jr., who is the guy that I'm newly have my eyes on. I'm like, let's make that happen. Because you just, the Grizzlies just need shooting. They got everything else. They got it all. Just get guys yeah. who can knock down shots. Malik Beasley's Gary Trent's. But listen, the trade thing, it's such a merry-go-round. I don't like getting too much into it. It's sort of like the draft. I'm like, who knows what the Grizzlies are going to do other than me and drafting David Roddy. It's the only <laughs> thing I think anybody knew. Shout out to me, as as Brandon uh, DB would say, me. kudos me, kudos to me. Um, but other than that, I don't like getting into it too much. Um, all I know is like, let's stop talking about OG and Anobi. We got our yep. defensive stopper. We got him, baby, the villain. Uh, real quick, Grizz on one merch. You can go get Koozie shirts. Uh, we're both wearing one. Uh, Grizz on one merch. Also, uh, Grizzly player watch. If you are a better, uh, we put that out before every game, most of every game, unless uh, I'm just slam busy or there's so many injuries going around. Uh, but if you're a betting person, we're up 19 units on a year. Uh, so 76 and 57, not bad. Not bad for a record. Um, shout out to our podcast sponsor, Zach Jaworski State Farm, where they treat you like family. Uh, if you need any auto, home, insurance at all, whatever you might need, give them a call, 901-443-4798 at ZachInsuresMemphis.com. That is Zach Jaworski State Farm. They have offices in East Memphis as well as Collierville. Uh, if you need any insurance, I promise you, give them a call. Let them know Grizz on one sent you, and I pr and they will make sure you get a good rate. That's the only thing I can promise. And they're nice. That's that's important. Um, all right, let's keep going to a little bit of the game predictions, um, and that's going to be the first one is going to be the Lakers. So I know we're kind of moving on a little bit from that. Any, <clears throat> anything that you see, we're talking about an eleven game win streak. We're now going. Is it the crypto, crypto arena, crypto something, something? I, I think I think that sounds right. Crypto arena, yeah, whatever. FTX, something. crypto. It's the only something. thing still standing from that whole debacle. <laughs> Let me get your quick prediction. Do the Grizzlies get the franchise record twelve wins against a team like the Lakers? Yes. Sorry, I was looking at the AD injury. I saw where he was get, returning to action, but it's returning to like, I think three on three type stuff. So he's looking at early February. I do. I think that's going to be a tight game. I think, you know, the Grizzlies, something that we haven't talked about much on the show, but is really showing is they're getting everybody's best shot. Everybody's yeah. best shot. And you see that with like young, hungry teams for sure. But you're going to see it also with these old vets who are like, no, 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 we're not passing the baton yet, right? And I think that's what this year has to be for the Grizz, especially if they have championship aspirations. you got to go take the baton from those guys, and they're going to make you do it. And so playing Because they the talk bond, so much. Well, <laughs> they yeah. run their mouth. Yeah, obviously. But even if they didn't, listen, they're playing such good basketball, they don't even have to talk for it to be the case at this point. Um, but, but they do talk, so it adds fuel talk. to the fire. That's why. But that's going to be a tough win. It's going to be – they're going to have to earn that win. Um, I think they do. I think it is similar to the Pelicans slash maybe Jazz game. Um, a bunch of these games as of late where it's pretty tight and then somewhere around the third quarter, fourth quarter, they they break away and they, they break away to get the win. Um, put some cushion on it. But 
yeah, listen, I think all these games are going to be hard fought. I think they are going to be having to eat haymakers pretty much till the bitter end of this one streak. So I think they said it. I think they guarantee themselves a great January. Um, That's going to be a battle. I don't expect any of these to be blowouts. You know who's coming back is Patrick Beverly. Can't wait to see him again. I forgot he was out. Listen, he's played really well for them this year, too. I don't know what his three-point percentage is. I had no idea if it's good or not. But I've watched a ton of the Lakers just because they're always on national television. I swear he's like three for five from three every time I watch. So is he? <laughs> maybe he's all of a sudden a good three-point shooter. Maybe I just have only seen him play well. But it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough. Yeah, as we're recording this, they're playing the uh, the Kings. Um, Kings. And the Kangs, who are playing well. Listen, I picked them to to finish in the playoffs um, this year on my predictions, and so I feel good about that. Uh, Should. But they're awesome. But just looking at this team, it's literally you, you have to guard against Westbrook, but what the Grizzlies have on Westbrook is he likes to get to the rim. When you have guys like Santi, Steve-O, Jaron, who can all block shots, him getting to the rim and be able to do whatever he can possibly do to create his offense isn't going to be there as much. The only thing that worries me is you you have to be able to hide Tyus Jones. You just do on defense. That's just it. That's okay, though. I, I think they can play well enough in front of a guy like Russell Westbrook. But if you're not able to step back from him, which you should be able to, I, th- I think you're able to guard a guy like him. But they have so many guys that are small. Kendrick Nunn. Dennis Schroeder, Patrick Beverly. They're, they're all small. I think we can find a way to hide Tyus and John. No disrespect here, Daniel. That is former self-proclaimed rookie of the year, Kendrick Nunn. Lest you forget. I think about it every time I see him blow a layup. I'm like, oh, that's former self-proclaimed rookie of the year, Kendrick Nunn. Yeah. Put some put some respect on his name. Yeah. Uh, the great thing about the the great thing about the Lakers is they don't shoot the ball from from deep very well. Um, they, they haven't, uh, they might have lately haven't, I'm looking at, it. you know, they're in the, the mid thirties, so they're not going to just completely shoot you out, uh, the game. So that means that they're going to have to get to the rim. They're going to get into their, to their mid range game. And I think that's important for the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies get hurt by that long range shooting. They just do. And that's really the big thing with them is if you can force people into the paint, you feel comfortable. And I think that's one of the biggest things. I, I like the matchup with the Lakers. I think LeBron's awesome, but you got, but you know what? We have Dylan, and I'm not saying that Dylan cures all. Dylan takes away some guy's best player, or you know what? It allows the rest of the team to feel comfortable because that one guy has a lot of the work, and he's going to shoulder a lot of the work on the defensive end. And they're not going to run a lot of quick screens to get Dylan off the ball. I feel good against that. He he's guarded bigger guys. I feel like Dylan. This is gonna be a Dylan game that he's gonna get a good matchup against LeBron. You know, I don't know how many years LeBron has left, but we're getting into obviously you know the the end of the career. Whether it's you know a year, two, three years, whatever. I don't know if he's gonna play to forty six like Brady, but um, I I feel good that Dylan's gonna step up in a game like tonight or whatever night it is, Friday night. Yeah. Well, and it feels like a game where Dylan might get some shots off too and get more of an offensive rhythm. It's the type of team, like you said, smaller and a lot of stuff. Dylan is getting in the paint, driving, trying to make shots over some guys. And so I think it's a game where he could get back in an offensive rhythm too. But um, 
one thing I think will be important is Jaron. Obviously, there's been all the stuff about foul trouble with the defensive player of the year discussion. And um, obviously, it came at a bit of a poor time when he gets in foul trouble tonight. But he still got 28 minutes in tonight. And you saw at the end of the game, what did he do? He Big was block. worried about fouling. And he, well, and he stayed vertical. Yeah. He had Allen was desperately trying to foul him out of the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a little embarrassing to watch. Um, he's got to take some acting lessons from Kevin Love to try and get that stuff done. But there's stuff from Garland, whatever it is, he's staying vertical. That's all he has to do. And listen, Jaron got the screws taken to him on two of those calls tonight. The Kevin Love one and then the Darius Garland one were both. I mean, maybe the Garland one was a foul. It's not a foul that gets called very often in the NBA or shouldn't be right the other three though were fouls that shouldn't happen they just weren't it was a check-in it was a hand check on garland and perimeter it was a three-point foul shot and then the last i can't remember what the other one was was an offensive foul whatever it was the the third foul was one that shouldn't happen either and all of them can be prevented by just being smart right they can all be prevented by just being smart so yeah the two foul calls definitely screwed them it wouldn't be a conversation we'd be having at the same time, the three fouls he had, I would say he shouldn't have had anyways. So I want to see that verticality because you saw it screwed up Mobley, screwed up Allen, and those are crazy long dudes, right? Yeah. All they have to do is stay vertical. All they have yep. to do is stay vertical, and it takes freak athletes like Ja to be able to score on you or the Joker who is still going to town in the post tonight. That dude's <laughs> crazy. It That dude's travesty if he doesn't win MVP this year. He's freaking awesome. Yeah, it's important for for Jaron, but you know what? What's what's big for the defensive player of the year? It's not about the games that nobody's watching as much as it is those big key moments. The end of the game. What's going to be the highlight? The highlight's going to be where he's playing on Garland. Garland tries to take him to the rim late in the game. Clutch, a good block, and then you have ESPN game coming up Friday against the Lakers. If he's able to put on a show. That is what the big things are. You have to have somebody of national media mention your name. You just do. I'm not saying he won't win the the award. I'm saying that's the big thing. People vote on these things. A lot of people aren't watching a random night of the Grizzlies. I'm I'm aware. I also think a lot of people that matter tune in to Grizzlies games now because they're too relevant not to and there's too much fun not to honestly too much that's true they are they have to be the league the league pass Here's, team for sure well Daniel also nerds vote on this nerds Grudy Gobert is the perennial defensive player of the year darling who that tunes sucks. in to watch Rudy Gobert play basketball nerds <laughs> So let me tell you what, you know what they're doing? They're looking at stats. They're looking at advanced stats at league leaders. And Jaron is at the top of all of those at the top of all those. And you've got, you've got enough Zach Lowe's talking about him. Yeah. You've got all the people who are complaining about his foul stuff are just nitpicking. They're picking nits. They're all going around looking for reasons to try and separate their vote and sound smart. On the, I, I feel like I'm ripping on Zach. I actually love Zach Lowe, so let me be very clear. I love – he's one of the national people I love. But they're all going through and looking for stuff to talk about. I'm not worried about that. As far as I'm concerned, if Jaron stays healthy and doesn't regress, it's, it's basically a lock. It's a nice. lock. I like it. 
right. Anything else you have on the game tonight? Uh, anything you want to hit on uh, at all before we get out of here? Uh, I feel like we said this in a roundabout way, but not straightforward. That was a great playoff atmosphere win for the Grizzlies. Yeah. A win at all costs. The other team's clicking on all cylinders. You're clearly not clicking on all cylinders. Find a way to win. And they did. So that's championship level basketball. You love to see it. It wasn't the prettiest game, but you love to see it. No, it, those are the big wins that you really have to have is those big wins where let's just say it comes down the wire. Who's going to put up? Who's going to shut up? That's it. Dylan so, Brooks. <laughs> so the big thing about this is um, the Grizzlies aren't running away from Denver as much, but they're running away from everybody else a little bit more. They've kind of separated themselves. Uh, Denver is now on a seven game win streak. Uh, the Grizzlies are on a 11 game win streak. The and they potentially Denver, they're down right now. Currently, I, I feel good about them against the Timberwolves, but you never know. Uh, but the Grizzlies are tied with them in the standings. The next closest team, five and a half, and that is New Orleans. So the Grizzlies have kind of separated themselves a little bit. What this does is it allows that if there is a stretch of games where you kind of get maybe banged up a little bit. You have this West Coast trip. You start having some back-to-backs. You can take a loss or two and feel confident that we might go ahead and have a planned loss, such as you rest your big guys, you play your young guys, you take your planned loss, and you know what? If it happens and you catch a win, you catch a win. But you can actually do that and feel more comfortable <laughs> when you have a when you're coming off an 11-game win streak. Uh, but, hey, they're going to keep on going, and the way this this young team has played – the way that the, the the young guys, they're hungry. And so when they play, dude, there's no stopping, man. They're just – they're so deep that when they're able to play those young guys as well, especially those extended minutes, dude, they're, 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 they're still hard to beat. And now they're going down to the yep. G League. They're going to be even hungrier because they're getting some PT down there. Yeah, you'll you'll see Roddy get called back to this team for the road trip. And I wouldn't be surprised to see some staggered rest on this road trip it, it feels yeah. like the right time it's a longer road trip i think it's eight days something like that. five games eight days something like that um road trip you got the west coast and they'll obviously come back a little further east for the wolves but um some of us are old enough to remember the scheduled loss against the suns last year and how much <laughs> fun that ended up being yeah. so uh yeah i would be amazed if they don't end up resting guys at some point on this road trip yeah, you have Friday to Friday, right? So you're going to go Lakers, Suns, Kings, and then that – okay, so that's a Sunday, Monday. That Suns, Kings is a back-to-back with travel. And then you have Wednesday, which is going to be a fun one, obviously, against the Warriors. And then you're going to go all the way out to Minnesota to finish up the next Friday uh, before you come home, and they have one day of rest, and then they play the Pacers. And so that's going to end your January. So I got a question. Any chance – they can go undefeated in January. There's always a chance, brother. <laughs> You're telling me there's a chance. There's always a chance, but if I'm taking my homer cap off, I, it's I can't. I don't see them getting off that West Coast swing without it, a loss. Um, yeah. It's gonna be tough. I would be happy. I mean, if we're being honest, I would be happy for them to split that three and three? West Coast swing. No, okay, three and three. What are you talking about? One, um, two. I'm, I'm talking strictly the actual West yeah. Coast trip. Sorry, two and two on that actual West Coast swing. And then come back and get the win against the Wolves and against the Pacers. Okay. Um, 
I think there's a little extra oomph on the Warriors game, but I listen. I think you need to pick two. I think they got the Warriors and the Lakers on national television. I think depending on how the first two games go, they sit against they'll sit some guys against the Suns or the Kings. I would guess, but they absolutely could. Okay. Listen, if they keep clicking like that, yeah. But I, like we said, I think they'll rest some guys. I think they'll get caught by somebody. Yeah. All I'm going to say right now is good luck, Hustle, because uh, the Grizzlies are going to keep their guys for this trip, okay? They're not going to give them up. Sorry, I apologize. If you're there, you're there. Uh, but I, I'm not sure that we're going to be flying them, you know, guys back and forth to Memphis from the West Coast. Maybe um, see some Vince Williams action, our own little Cam Johnson type of guy. Maybe, see maybe. against the Suns. Um, yeah, but the, that's pretty much it. The Grizzlies are, are very much clicking. Um, what this says to me – is yes, they're playing great. What you're about to have is Taylor Jenkins is going to win Coach of the Month for sure, um, and so it's it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be great. It's gonna have Taylor Jenkins Coach of the Month, just getting him ripe enough to win the Coach of the Year. And I got money on yeah. it, so I need it to happen, please. I'm a little pissy about him not being in the Coach of the Year conversation, even a little bit at this point. I'm gonna be yeah. honest. Like, I'm not necessarily having him as a front runner. Look, the Grizzlies finished first in the West. I, if you're going to give Monty the trophy last year, keep screwing it up and give Taylor the trophy this year. That's all I'm yeah. going to say. No, they they he, they should honestly because it's they they made the biggest year. jump for the most part and been the most relevant. So I, I'd say give it to Taylor. Uh, he's deserved it. He he's played very well. Uh, not played very. He's coached very well as the team has played very well, especially in January. Um, if you look at his numbers in January, I don't have on top of my head. He's really good. He, the Grizzlies are really good in January, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, all right. So I don't have anything else. It's been a great week. Uh, we will definitely. It'll be hit or miss on these these trips. We do have something else up our sleeve. Um, it's something to do with playback. Dot TV. I'm not sure about it. It's a new, it's a new software, something that we're learning about. You could watch the game as we're talking through the game. I don't like doing that because I love hearing Pete and Brevin in all honesty. Uh, and so I don't know what we're going to do, but it might be something where these West coast games, we try something different uh, because it is later at night. This more, this could be a little bit of more, you know, we, we can rely a little bit more on Nate because he's an hour after us. Uh, so it might give us a better chance to maybe have him as well as somebody else on. Give me a break on these West Coast games. Uh, but we'll definitely try to have something for you. Um, the Kings game and the Warriors game, 100%. The Warriors, I will make sure we have a post-game show after the Warriors game, unless they beat us by 30. But if we don't get beat by 30, then we will have a post-game show after the Warriors game. Uh, look for us on the Kings and then, who knows? We'll try to get more. If you want to see more of these, if you like these live kind of afterwards, if we need to get more creative and have more of these, I am completely down. We can split up me and Nate and uh, kind of have our own shows where we kind of have our own little pod or group of people instead of just me and him. Maybe we both lead our own just separate games. Um, and so kind of let us know if you want to hit us up in the comments and YouTube, but also uh, anywhere else on Grizz underscore lead over on Twitter, uh, as well as hitting up me and Nate. I'm at Daniel Greer. He's at Mem Grizz Homer. Uh, feel free to give us a shout out and let us know. Uh, but shout out Steve-O, game-winning putback. Dylan the villain, game-winning block. All-around great game out of a lot of the guys. Santi played a great game. Desmond Bain, 
he was the leading scorer for the Grizzlies tonight. He, and he went out early, zero points, two fouls. Great game, great bounce back game uh, out of him. So um, I don't have anything else. The main main thing I want you to do is have fun, enjoy your time here. Give us a uh, subscribe, rate, review us on podcast, YouTube, whatever. But the most important thing is we always say, be nice and tell your friends.